This podcast is brought to you by the Wharton School at the University of Pennsylvania. Well, the impact of the coronavirus pandemic is some people thinking about whether or not the rules around withdrawing funds from 401k accounts should be made easier. Our next guest is a firm believer that the answer to that question should be a resounding no. And that opinion can be viewed as part of a recent Wall Street Journal op-ed titled, Should 401k Withdrawals Be Easier? Olivia Mitchell is executive director of the Pension Research Council, as well as a professor of business economics and public policy and professor of insurance and risk management at the Wharton School. Olivia, great to catch up with you again. Hope you're well. Thank you very much. And yes, it all is good here. How about you? Um, I'm digging through snow. That's that's the story of my days these days. Um, so let's start out with your thoughts on the move made by Congress to kind of test drive this idea of, of maybe allowing people to be able to dip into their 401k. I know you're not a, a fan of that idea in general. Well, that's true. So uh, this got started about a year ago, March a year ago, when the CARES Act was passed by Congress, allowing people uh, who had 401k accounts who were younger than age 59 and a half to access some of their money, in fact, up to $100,000 from their retirement accounts without paying a penalty. And the usual penalty was 10%. So Congress permitted this in the throes of COVID, and then they allowed the income taxes on those withdrawals, if you did take the money out, to be spread over three years unless you repaid the money. So that finished in December. Uh, But then Congress again passed a new bill, which did not extend penalty-free access to everyone, but it did permit people who experienced federally declared disasters, aside from COVID, to take some money. So there are still eligible people today in 2021 who can withdraw up to 10, sorry, $100,000 from their retirement accounts without penalties. And again, they can spread it over three years if they wish. My question was, should this be encouraged or not? And I think it's a terrible idea. In the article, there is a counter to your side by Norbert Michel of the Heritage Foundation. And one of the things mentioned in his part of the uh, article is talking about removing the 10% penalty altogether. Yes. Um, I mean, there are lots of bells and whistles around the retirement system. But uh, his argument, if I can paraphrase it, is that it's people's money and they should be able to do what they want with it. And my counter is that it's actually tax qualified money. It's money that you don't pay tax on until you withdraw it. And so for that reason, there really does need to be some thought about keeping the money in retirement accounts. And if you're younger than 59 and a half, probably most people are not going to be retired yet. So I think the penalty is just to remind people that it's not a piggy bank. You have uh, talked with me uh, at length numerous times about the potential impact of withdrawing this type of money when you're talking about the future savings that somebody might have. You know, if you take out, you know, $30,000, $50,000, whatever that number is, can be, you know, into the hundreds of thousands of dollars. Well, quite so. In fact, in the article, I tried to make it very concrete. And so um, using, you know, proper calculators, we said if a 40-year-old took out $50,000 from her retirement account today, 
by retirement at 67, she would have given up more than $223,000 in retirement assets with a reasonable rate of return. Now, that sounds like a lot, and it is. In fact, yep. if you were to convert it to, to benefit amounts, that would mean that she would be having an income cut in retirement of about $14,000 a year for the rest of her life. Mm. It's a big chunk. One of the things you also noted will be the importance of these, uh, the money in these funds, especially if something like Social Security is impacted significantly, which we know is still a concern out there probably within the next decade, decade and a half. Well, yes, Social Security has long been um, in trouble. And as we know now, the revenue coming in from payroll taxes is inadequate to pay for benefits going out. So the system is heading south uh, quickly. And there's some that it may actually um, run out of money in the trust fund by this decade, the end of this decade. So this, I think, makes it even more imperative that people make provision for their own retirement and taking money out of their 401ks now, uh, despite the COVID pandemic, is really the worst of the options. In the paper, I also um, argue that there's many other options that people might have, though obviously there will be some who are jobless and, and can't pay their mortgage. And, you know, in that case, if it's an emergency, obviously you've got to do what you got to do. And from what you wrote in your article, you have long thought about this issue uh, back even to the days when you were during, uh, doing work with the Bush administration back around the turn of the century. <laughs> Sounds like a long time ago, doesn't it? <laughs> um, we, you know, we did get um, in the Wall Street Journal uh, back and forth in the commentaries, we got a number of different uh, people writing in. And some of the folks were saying, well, you know, I would have really preferred to keep my Social Security contributions and invest them myself instead of giving them to the government. But as I, I've argued separately, um, pretty much everybody retiring today and even since the beginning of the system got back a lot more money than they put in. So it's, I think, a really unfair comparison. You also bring up the issue of financial literacy uh, and, and yeah. it playing a role in this thought process. Yes, the problem is that Americans are relatively financially illiterate. Now, uh, some of the commentators said, oh, this is a paternalistic uh, attitude. But in fact, it's true. That is, we've done surveys of people in their 50s and 60s. Um, we've asked them three simple questions, which has now become known as the big three. One's about interest, one's about inflation, and one's about risk, stock market risk. And only one-third of Americans can answer all three questions correctly. Right. So if you, the concern I have is if you let people raid their 401ks or 403bs or what have you, that they won't understand the opportunity cost, the fact that they could be doing much better in retirement. They'll spend it on, who knows what, a vacation to Cancun or a bath boat, <laughs> and um, then come back with their hands out in poverty in old age. Well, and, and it becomes an important question, obviously, right now because of the pandemic, but also I would imagine from the perspective of the fact that if you go back to the financial crisis in 2008 and 2009, you're still seeing people trying to recoup the losses uh, that they suffered during that period of time. 
Well, this is absolutely the case. So we weren't starting from a position of financial resilience and financial strength. I think a number of people, if they can, will try to continue working, even part-time, if they can't get a full-time job until the economy picks up again, because their nest eggs simply aren't going to be big enough to support them through the rest of their, hopefully, golden years. With seemingly the trend of people working longer in their careers, uh, in part because of what we saw with the financial crisis, I guess when you're talking about this concept of, of removing money or not, what it does do is it allows people to be able to put more of a nest egg together for when they get to that retirement point. Well, it's always been said, and I agree, that the money you don't see, you won't spend. And in fact, this is what's always guided my own saving for retirement. Just, you know, take it out of your your spending um budget and put it away. Obviously, everybody needs to have an emergency fund. And this is something that's been highlighted by the COVID pandemic as well. But, um, you know, the the real concern here is that if people are um, using their money in their retirement accounts, they may not be using it for uh, the most high priority items. Some of them may be having a party. In fact, I was talking the other day to the superintendent of pensions in Chile, where they've allowed people to take two withdrawals, and a third is now in the works, apparently. Right. And the sense is that many of the people that took their money were very young people. And, of course, they're giving up the most because the money is not going to be there to grow over the long haul. So, you know, if you you get into a situation where maybe the wallet is tight, then you need to kind of look at, at what the spending plan is and see if you can cut back in some of those areas for a while, correct? That's true. And obviously, not everybody has that flexibility, but I think most people in, in America and around the world don't actually know where most of their money goes. So my first recommendation is to try to budget, try to figure out where your money does go, figure out how much you can afford, and then try to cut the things that are not absolute necessities. So for example, maybe extra TV subscriptions, which I know we all try to try to uh, get into because what else is there to do during the pandemic? Yeah. But um, you know they're very expensive and they obviously uh, are using money that could be better associated with paying your medical bills or paying down your credit cards. But you don't expect anytime soon to see where there might be structural changes uh, to this process brought up by members of Congress anytime in the future, correct? Well, um, I think the first thing on the administration's uh, table is trying to get the stimulus bill through. And that, I think, will probably help protect against people needing to withdraw money from their retirement accounts just as it has over the past year. Relatively few Americans have withdrawn any money from their retirement accounts. But if you're really down and out, um, you know, maybe a better approach is to take a loan, assuming you're still working, to take a loan from your account, because then you will be repaying yourself. And um, it's not such a permanent withdrawal from the 401k or the 403b. Right. But I think the concern for some people is making that repayment and doing it in a timely fashion and whether or not they have the capability of doing that. I think the concern is you you take the money out now because you need it, 
but being able to put it back is a lot harder than maybe you actually think. That's true. But think about the um, high interest rates on credit card uh, bills, right? So those may be 29, 30%. Whereas if you borrow from yourself in your retirement plan, you pay back with an interest rate of maybe one or 2%. And that can make a big difference to your overall budget. Sure. Absolutely. Olivia, as always, great to talk with you. Thanks for your insight. Thank you very much. Bye now. Thank you. Olivia Mitchell, Executive Director of the Pension Research Council and as well Wharton School Professor. And we mentioned uh, that recent op-ed. If you wanted to go back and look at it, you can go to their website. The title of the, uh, of the op-ed is Should 401k Withdrawals Be Easier? To keep engaged with Wharton Business Daily and other Wharton School shows, visit businessradio.wharton.upenn.edu.